things. And uh, the just a, a quick recap before we go in. Uh, Jesus uh, counseling the rich young ruler. Now, in Luke's gospel, it doesn't call him young, but in other gospel accounts, you'll see that he's young. And we talked about the fact that he's he's young, uh, he has resources, he has power. And in this world, that's pretty much what people are, are going for. You know, we don't know what the guy looked like, but, uh, you know, he, he's young, powerful, and he has resources. So, Oh, it's that small. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, so with this person, the rich young ruler, you know, we, we see in this person, um, a, a person that came to Jesus and asked what he can do to inherit eternal life. And we talked about, uh, the, uh, that the, that the Lord shared commandments with him, started with the commandments, uh, that we, that, uh, from the second tablet that addressed man's relationship with man and then went to, but you lack one thing. You know, and he says, all these things I've kept from my youth. Okay, just just being a moral person is what he's sharing. So we know that he was a moral person based on his own profession. So he's a moral person. But then Jesus uh, it put his finger right on the problem in his life. And he's not keeping the first commandment. And where the Lord said, I'm the Lord your God and you should worship. You should not have any other gods before me. And this man made possessions and riches uh, his priority in his life. He made it the, the, if you want to call it the master passion, his God in his life was riches and, and what he had in his life. Uh, the question then got asked, wait a minute, this guy's rich, powerful, and he has everything. So the crowd there, um, uh, you know, what Jesus is, uh, when he's explaining that, you know, it's impossible for somebody to, to, to inherit the kingdom of heaven. And, and then there's a question asked, uh, then who then can be saved? Wait, this guy's got all these things. He seems to be in right standing with God because he's blessed in everything that he's doing. And he says that he's a moral person. Well, who uh, who can be saved? And Jesus makes it a point. He says the things in verse 27, which are impossible with men are possible with God. And it's it's such a blessing to understand because the guy was asking, the rich young ruler was asking what he needs to do, 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 do. You know, what, what, what checkbox do I need? Check in the box do I need? Am I missing one? You know, those things. And it's, it's having a relationship, submitting our lives and our wills, uh, will to Jesus Christ, asking him to be our savior and following him. That's, that's what it is. We lay our own life down and, and, and we walk with him. And uh, the Lord goes through and he, he, say, he, he goes on to explain uh, the riches that are going to be gained as we make sacrifices in our life uh, to follow him. And uh, then it goes on to uh, predict his death and resurrection a third time. And uh, the, the disciples didn't understand it. We talked uh, about that uh, at, at that time. And then later on, uh, it even says, in, uh, if you weren't here, in Luke uh, 24, 10, that when, when the Mary and, and the ladies showed up after their encounter at, at the empty tomb, they showed up and they're telling him, and it says the disciples didn't, didn't believe them. That it seemed like idle tales to them. So it, it, it was, everything was still possible until they witnessed the risen Lord. And then remember still, Thomas, and, and I talked to everybody this morning, like when we hear Thomas, doubting usually comes into our head first. You know, we're, we're the same. So though, just, just as we move into 19, understanding uh, where we're coming from, and, and the last part of, of chapter 18 was uh, a blind man receives his sight. 
And we talked about how this, this man's desperate plea stopped Jesus in his tracks. And Jesus commanded that they help this man get to him. And that the Lord will not only remove obstacles, but he'll also assist us in coming to him. So as we look into 19, uh, that's, I just wanted to kind of recap, if you weren't here this morning, where we are. So um, Luke chapter 19, verse 1 says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. So Zacchaeus. So the Lord is now entering and passing through uh, Jericho. Uh, as discussed this morning, he's on his way to Jerusalem. This is the last time he's going to be in Jericho. He's on his way to Jerusalem to accomplish the Father's will. And that the Father's will was that he would lay down his life and that uh, he would die for our sins. And then the Lord said he accomplished. Remember when Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. Everything's done. Uh, the Greek, tetelestai, uh, tetelestai. Um, it is finished. It is done. And he, he, had, he had completed his work on the cross. Three days later, rose again to show us that he had the power over sin and death. So now, uh, as so that was why, where he's going, what he's doing. So when it says that he's passing through Jericho. Now, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is, is known as a chief tax collector. He's, uh, he is somebody who is, uh, it said in verse 2, that he's rich. Uh, we talked this morning in, in, in prior studies about the tax collectors. They were despised. Uh, they were despised in Israel because they worked for Rome, and uh, they were known as people that would overcharge people. Uh, now, being a tax collector, uh, you could pay uh, to, to become a tax collector to Rome. And as long as you paid your debt to Rome, as soon as you've made that, whatever you, you owed to Rome, whatever more you made went right into your pocket. So uh, it's it's an easy way for somebody to realize. Wait a minute, I can I have the power to do what I want to do. And they were they were ripping people off. They were charging more uh, people more than they should have in their taxes. So they were despised. They were working for the enemy and they were stealing. So they weren't accepted in the temple. They weren't accepted by the children of Israel anywhere. So this this person's despised. And uh, we know uh, if you if you were to read ahead in verse seven a little bit more about Zacchaeus, he's known as a sinner, tax collectors and sinners. And you're probably familiar with that because that's the crowd that Jesus hung out with. Jesus always found the people that nobody thought he would ever hang out with. He was always found with them. And when he was having interactions with religious leaders, he's making them mad because he's correcting them. So uh, we're, we're, we're looking here at somebody who uh, is somebody who's a chief tax collector. So he's, he's a, a supervisor, if you will, of the tax collectors. He is, he's a chief. He's, he's, ma he's made his way up in the ranks, and, and he's a chief tax collector. So he's probably extra hated and despised, if you want to put it that way. Verse 3 says, And he sought to see, uh, he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because... Of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So, uh, if you grew up in the church, you're probably familiar with uh, with Zacchaeus and climbing the tree, and it, and it just explains that Zacchaeus was a short man that had to climb a tree to see Jesus. Uh, a lot of the children's books aren't going to share that he was a uh, person that was completely despised and ripping people off and um, and uh, rejected by everybody around him. Uh, and, and so 
probably familiar with the name Zacchaeus and the fact that he's short stature. And I already uh, jumped ahead to verse 4, and I'll read it right now. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. So when he hears that Jesus is coming, Zacchaeus hears, he wanted to know who Jesus was. He wanted to see who he was, but he's physically too short. So he can't see over anybody. He has a desperate desire to see Jesus, so he knows the only way to do it is to get up high. Sees a sycamore tree, climbs it, gets that, uh, gets that range, and can now see uh, Jesus coming. And uh, we can already see here that there's desperation brewing, if you're not familiar with the story. There's, there's a desperation, and he wants to see Jesus. No doubt no other, uh, that other people wanted to see Jesus. They wanted to say, who's this guy? They, they're like, let's see a miracle. They even said that. Let's see a miracle. Wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Remember that? You know, the, the Lord said, you know, he's, he's not here just to perform magic tricks. You know, what he's doing is ministering to people. And uh, so uh, when Zacchaeus, there's something different about him. That it's a desperation, that inward desperation in him that, that is, is forcing him to take a, a desperate measure and to climb a tree, short guy, can't see over anybody. You know what? I'm not just going to try to push my way through. I'm probably going to get pushed around. Because there were always mobs. There were a lot of people around Jesus. And so he says, you know what? I'm gonna, nobody's in the tree. I'm going to climb the tree. So he gets up in the tree. And uh, verse 5 says, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. So as Jesus approached, he, he looks up and he sees Zacchaeus here and, uh, and immediately calls to Zacchaeus. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, he, he just wants to see Jesus and uh, isn't expecting Jesus to call him down and, and, uh, like by name. Jesus is calling. He wants to see who Jesus is. And Jesus looks up at him and says, Zacchaeus, come down here. You know, and, and blows his mind. He says, Zac Zacchaeus, uh, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he, he calls him by name, and uh, G Zac uh, sorry, uh, Zacchaeus didn't know him. Jesus knew who he was. So Zacchaeus is overjoyed and uh, to, just to know that Jesus wanted to spend time with him. Like, the Jesus is coming to Zacchaeus' house. The Jesus that, that he's heard about, that he's so desperate to hear of, wants to spend time with him. It says that he, re, he received him joyfully. He was ready for this encounter. So as we look through, that inner desire for more in his life is starting to show. There's more in his life because it says he received him joyfully. Now, we, we've read accounts of Pharisees having uh, you know, Jesus over for dinner, and, and there, were just, there were some great conversations and everything. We're going to see something really cool in Zacchaeus's life happen, because you know this man had um, had no doubt uh, earned his um, his place in society of, of of being rejected, and so that inner desire he's he's got the power, he's got all these things, but but he doesn't have Jesus, and he knows that there's something missing here. There's nothing that's else to satisfy his soul. What he's he's starting to understand that he received him joyfully. Um, he's so excited and, and he, he, he I, it says he made haste to get out of the tree. 
Now, I don't know about you guys. I don't like heights. I, I am not a heights guy. I can fly because I'm not standing or anything. Uh, I remember I went to um, went to Chicago, and I'm from Bucksport. And uh, when I go to a skyscraper uh, in Chicago, and I was up on like the 30-something floor, and I look out the window, I had to back up a little bit. You know, have you guys ever been there? I had to back up, and I had to kind of get my wits about me and, and realize what's happening because I could feel the building swaying a little bit. Have you ever been to the observatory in Bucksport, the, the, the tower? I don't like that thing. <laughs> you know, I had to, uh, I had to, I, I, forgive me if I've, I've told this, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I had a, a friend of mine uh, from work. She contacts us. So Jen and I, and, and I don't remember uh, how many of our, our daughters went uh, to Fort Knox because uh, they came up from uh, New Jersey. And she's like, hey, I'm going to be I'm gonna be down in Bar Harbor. Uh, can, can Johnny, you know, do you want to meet up, my family, your family? So we meet up. And her son, Johnny, wants to uh, wants to go up the observatory. And uh, I'm not going to, like, not let him go because no one will go with him. So I go up there with him, and I'm just, you know, getting a little dizzy. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm not enjoying it. I, I, I'm not enjoying it, but I see this kid and how much he loves it, you know. And, uh, and, and I'm feeling a little bit of a sway and those things. I'm just excited to get down. Even getting into a tree, what I'm getting to. I don't like. Okay, so here's a short guy. I don't know how experienced he was in getting into trees, but I'm not going to make uh, – well, Jesus tells me to make haste. I'm going to get down as quick as I can, but I'm coming down carefully. Otherwise, I'm, uh, it's going to be a you know quick fall, sudden stop type thing, if you know what I mean. So I, uh, I, I, I don't like heights. Um, I, as a teenager, uh, one of the buildings on the Bucksport Road uh, here, here in Ellsworth, I, I was – I employed for one day <laughs> to help, and it was because uh, I didn't like heights, and we were putting the ceiling trusses or whatever you call them, the, the, the boards that go across, and the guy's like running across it with no fear. You know, he just, he's, he's going across them, and my buddy my buddy's doing okay, and I am like on hands and knees shaking because these, these things are not sturdy and everything, and the guy's like, you know, come on, and I'm like, I'm coming, and he, come on, come on, and I... I literally, as a teenager, stop yelling at me, <laughs> and I didn't ever yell at anybody. But I was at the point where, like, dude, if I fall, I'm hitting concrete, you know. So I, I don't even like climbing a tree. Uh, I, 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 so I find those. So Zacchaeus, being a short guy, didn't even care. He gets, he climbs up into the tree. I don't know his glee try, glee try, tree climbing experience. But he gets up into that tree, and when Jesus tells him to get down, it says he made haste, and he's so excited. He's going to have Jesus over at his house. So he's, he's so excited. He made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Verse 7 says, but when they saw it, they all complained, saying, he is going to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Now, that's something we've seen several times, haven't we? They're constantly trying to call Jesus out for hanging out with sinners. You know, where's the gospel supposed to go? Right? Supposed to go to the lost. You know, and he goes on to explain that when we get to verse 10. I'm spoiling our, our story here. Uh, but he goes on to say that he came to seek and save that which was lost. It's uh, it's amazing that he, he ministers to us. And uh, it's uh, here's another guy that you think would be the last person. That Jesus is looking for the last person. It wasn't the rich young ruler that thought that had everything. Everybody's like, this is the guy, 
you know, and he's probably going to hear that Jesus say, hey, you're all good. You're good. You got all these things going on for you and you're moral. Hey, you're, you're good to go. Hey, have a great day. I enjoy your life. And Jesus wrecks his world and says, no, you've made riches, you know, your, your, your main thing. And, and here's, here's another person that uh, is, is somebody on the opposite side that everybody's not expecting Jesus to minister to. And Jesus is like, not only am I going to minister to this guy, I'm going to go to his house. I'm going to hang out at his house. And he does. And what happens is, uh, once again, uh, they're not realizing it's the sick that need the physician and the same accusation. What's great, though, as we see this, is it's the same accusation from the same people, and salvation is the result. The same, the same result as he's ministering to these people. They're coming. They're coming, and they want to stay. Even the hard messages uh, that, that, that Jesus is saying, that it's going to cost, the cost of discipleship. The Lord, as, as we read in previous chapters, that cost of discipleship. And where you think the, the deplorables, the ones that, they're the ones that are pressing in. They want to continue to hear more because it's hope. It's hope. They know they're lost. You need to tell the lost that they're lost in most cases, right? They know they're lost. They're broken when they hear the gospel. And they, they know. And, and the, the Holy Spirit's ministering to them. Whether they're going to, re, how they're going to respond to it, you know, they, hopefully they, they accept um, but what we see here in verse seven is another example of God is not concerned with the, with the opinions of man. He's just not. He doesn't care that these these Pharisees are all uh, all worked up or anything like that. There's there's a man that needs the gospel. Inside him is a soul that needs saving. That's what the Lord sees, and that soul, that one person that needs saving, you know, the the Lord's going to minister to, and he's 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 going to uh, make sure that this man. Uh, is, as we see, he ends up uh, being saved. Verse 8 says, Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anybody by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. So the man that wanted to see Jesus had no idea what was going to happen to him that day. I believe that he had that inward hope that he not only would see Jesus, but it, 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 he, he, he was desiring to, to have an encounter with Jesus. And Jesus calls him down. He has that encounter. And what we see here is when he hears Jesus, when he experiences Jesus, when he's with Jesus, it changes his life. And we see the evidence of that. So what we see here is, is a conversion that happens in Zacchaeus's heart. He knows he needs to repent. And he brings to Jesus. So what he's saying here is he's not going to Jesus bragging like we talked about earlier this morning when we were uh, recapping what had happened earlier in 19, where uh, you have the Pharisee and the tax collector going up to the temple to pray. And when the Pharisee presented himself, he's present, presenting himself arrogantly to the throne of God. He's coming to the throne of God in arrogance and, and the tax collector can't even lift his eyes in shame. And he calls out and he's crying out to the Lord from a broken heart. 
And the Lord says, one of those men went down justified. And the, the one that, and, and he goes on to say that it's, it's the one who humbled himself in front of the Lord. So he, when Zacchaeus is saying this, he's not bragging, saying, look, Lord, I give half. And if I've cheated anybody, I'm giving them fourfold. He's saying, look at the conversion, what's happened in me. I know there's sin in my life. I needed to change. Now, he, he didn't say these things. I'm just explaining what we can see happen in this man's heart. He's not bragging. He's explaining the change in his heart. There's repentance that's happened. He's convicted by his past sins and wants to restore what's been taken. If you remember Luke chapter 3, verse 10, when John the Baptist is speaking, uh, he's, he's got all, all kinds of people around him. And uh, he's, he's, he's you know, called the Pharisees brood of vipers, you sons of snakes. And then he, he goes and he's explaining here uh, as John the Baptist is preaching, Luke chapter 3, verse 10, he says, And the people asked him, saying, What, then, uh, what shall we do then? And he answered and said to them, I, when I copy and pasted, I had King James Version, so if I, if I stumble here and, and you get some, they saith thou, just, uh, just go with me here. Verse, <clears throat> verse 11, he answered and said to them, he that has two coats, let him impart to him uh, that has, has hath none. And he that hath meat, let him do likewise. Then came also the publicans, tax collectors, to be baptized. And he said, they said unto him, Master, what shall we do? And he said to them, Exact no more than that which is appointed to you. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, uh, what shall we do? And he said to them, do violence to no man, neither accuse falsely and be content with your wages. If you go back to verse 13, it says, and he said to them, the tax collectors, um, sorry, verse 12, then they came to him um, uh, to be baptized and said to him, master, what shall we do? And his answer is, and he said unto them, exact no more than that which is appointed to you. Speaking of fourfold or, or restoring what was taken, uh, Old Testament references, uh, Exodus chapter 22, verse 1, uh, states that if a man shall steal an ox or a sheep and kill it or sell it, he shall restore five oxen for an, o for an ox and four sheep for, uh, four sheep for a sheep. Leviticus chapter 6, verses 1 through 4 says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, if a person sins and commits a trespass against the Lord by lying to his neighbor about what was delivered to him for safekeeping or about a pledge or about robbery, or if he has extorted his neighbor, uh, uh, or, if, or if he has found what was lost and lies concerning it, swears falsely in, in any one of these uh, things that a man may do in which he sins, then it shall be because he has sinned and is guilty that he shall restore what he has stolen or the thing which uh, he has extorted or what was delivered to him for safekeeping or the lost thing that he found to restore what was taken. Last one, Numbers chapter 5 says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel when a man or woman commits a sin uh, that men commit an unfaithfulness against the Lord and that person is guilty, then he shall confess the sin which he committed. He shall make restitution for his trespass in full plus one fifth of it and give it to the one he has wronged. 
So when we see what's happening here with this man, his heart is convicted. And he, he not only knows that he, has to, that he has to turn from that sin, but he knows in his heart that there's, there's something more that has to be done. I've stolen from people and I need to restore it. And I, I love to see this. And I love, I love the Lord's response because the religious leaders are already bugged that Jesus accepted him. And then they see this man change based on his, after his, you know, this whole conversion comes from his time being with Jesus. And it says in verse nine, and Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because he is also a son of Abraham. So uh, in Genesis, uh, you know, reading through Genesis, you'll, you'll learn of Abraham. And uh, what's being said here is, is Abraham said of him that he believed God's, when you're speaking of God's promise to him, that God was going to bless him and use him to multi, uh, to uh, bless the world, that he believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. What Jesus is saying here is he's of that same faith that he believes in Jesus. That's where the salvation came from, is his faith is placed in Jesus Christ. Uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 16 says, therefore, it is of faith that it may be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. John the Baptist speaking in, in Luke chapter 3, verse 7 says, Then he said unto the multitudes that came to be baptized, and this is that brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children of Abraham from these stones. So placing the trust, their trust in the fact that, so there's a difference. You're a son of Abraham based on the faith that you have, if you have the same faith that Abraham has in the Lord. Becoming a, that's that's a true son of Abraham. That's what's when he says that. Um, but there, he also is a is a son of Abraham. That same faith that Abraham held in the Lord. When John the Baptist is 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 correcting in Luke chapter three, he's saying, "Don't sit here and place your faith in your flesh and in, in your bloodline. Your bloodline doesn't mean that you're saved." You need to have your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ that we understand now is, is what, what John the Baptist is saying. Don't even, don't even claim to say that we have Abraham as our father. Abraham, you know, God can raise up sons of Abraham from these stones. He's correct. You know, John the Baptist is correcting them and telling them you're not in right standing with God. You know, don't call yourself sons of Abraham. Sons of Abraham believe in God and follow God and are obedient to God. I think this is one last scripture to share before we move forward. Uh, Galatians chapter 3 verse 5 says, Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of the faith of Abraham, of faith, are of faith, are sons of Abraham. I'm going to read that last verse again. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. So when you when we read this, uh, there can be confusion if somebody doesn't know what's going on. It's it's important for us to understand the proper context in the scripture when we're reading it, when when we're uh, or sharing this with somebody. That son of Abraham. 
For the Son of Man, uh, uh, verse 10, so Jesus says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. So Zacchaeus thought he was trying to see Jesus. And he's doing everything he can to see and trying to trying to uh, to lay his eyes on Jesus and, and was blessed. He's seeking Jesus. He's seeking to see Jesus. Um, and uh, the Lord has a plan for him. And he, he calls uh, to Zacchaeus and he calls him to him. And he sought out Zacchaeus and saved him. It says here that, that the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. Which was lost. Faith uh, was the difference in the actions of the rich young ruler and Zacchaeus. Uh, when you when you when you look at the rich young ruler, he's got all these things lined up, and and uh, he's rich, and he can't turn away from those things. Zacchaeus, he's got all these things going on. Uh, he's rich. Uh, he's he, no no earthly need for anything because he's he's got plenty of money. But he knew there was something different in his heart, and he's willing to forsake that. And, and what it doesn't say here is, is uh, that Zacchaeus gave everything away. God may call us to. The rich young ruler needed that in his life. Zacchaeus needed to encounter Jesus to realize, what have I done? I need to restore what I've stolen. And I, you know, he's, he's just saying, I'm turning from that. That, that, that person's gone. I'm going to follow Jesus. He came to seek and save that which was lost. In this circumstance... It was Zacchaeus, and we get to witness it 2,000 years later. We get to see Zacchaeus come to faith. It's just so cool to, to witness something. Uh, when I, I think I already explained that I, uh, Jen and I met with our friend that we hadn't seen in 18 years uh, last night. He just a quick trip to Maine, said, hey, I'm going to be here. So we um, were able to spend some time with him, and we were just amazed at he's like, you know, I was a camp counselor here, and now my kids are camps, camp counselors here. And he's getting to witness what's happening in his kids' life and in the ministry that they're doing. It's so awesome to see the Lord work, not only in our lives, but in other lives. To see restoration and to see somebody turn and then get on the right track. And they're, they're now in a relationship with the Lord. God is so faithful. He's so loving to seek and save that which was lost. I think those around would have rather heard Zacchaeus get out of here. I don't want anything to do with you. But Jesus had a different plan, and the man is saved. Just such an awesome, awesome blessing for us. Uh, we're going to continue, and uh, we're going to read through this uh, parable of the the uh, minas. Some people will say minas. We're going to call it minas today. Uh, 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 verse eleven of chapter nineteen of Luke says. Now, as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. So as we're getting into this, the parable of the, of the minas, a minas was uh, a mina. As we get into this, uh, just so you understand, when we start reading, this is a third to a half year's wage for a working person. It was a lot of money. So as we as we get into that story, we start talking about those. There's a lot there. Um, but as he's getting uh, near Jerusalem, they thought the kingdom was coming immediately. That it would arrive, uh, and uh, where the mission would be. Uh, that that uh, hey, uh, he's going to come and he's going to turn these things around. We're not longer going to have to answer to Rome, and uh, and things are going to change here. They didn't understand that the Messiah. Uh, they 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 had. 
uh, forgotten the fact or re- rejected the fact that Psalm 22 and Isaiah 53 and and those those Old Testament proverb, pro, uh, uh, prophets had had explained a suffering Savior that needed to come. And uh, these guys are uh, and everybody around is is waiting for the the, the immediate. Uh, kingdom to come, and and Jesus has a has a parable for them to make them understand that uh, that that it's that's not the case. They thought it was coming. Um, what he's what he's about to accomplish, and we talked about that earlier, and I, I just did earlier was his death and resurrection. That's that's he had to take care of that. But the the coming kingdom is is coming later. So. He's explaining, and he starts using this parable to explain, you know, the future and what's happening here. And he says in verse 12, therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called 10 of his servants and delivered to them 10 minas and said to them, do business until I come. But his citizens hated him. And sent delegation after him, saying, "We will not have this man to reign out over us." So it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these uh, these servants, to whom he had given the money, to be called to him, that he might know how much each man uh, had gained by trading. They came, uh, then came the first saying, Master, your mina has earned 10 minutes. And he said to them, well done, good servant. Because you were faithful in very little, have authority over 10 cities. And the second came saying, Master, your mina has earned five minutes. Likewise, he said to him, you also will be over five cities. Then another came saying, Master, here's your mina, which I have kept and put away in my handkerchief. For I feared you because you are an austere man. You collect where you did not deposit and reap where you did not sow. And he said to him, out of your own mouth, I will judge you, you wicked servant. For you knew that I was an austere man collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank that at my coming, I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, take the minna from him and give it to him who has 10 minutes. But they said to him, Master, he has 10 minutes. For I say to you that everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he does have will be taken away from him. But bring those enemies of mine who did not want me, me to reign over them that, and slay them before me. So this this uh, parable isn't um, overly difficult as we look at it. So he's setting the stage so that everybody understands uh, what he's talking about and what what the king when uh, the king, because these guys are waiting for the kingdom to come immediately. So he uses this parable and as a way to teach them. And he goes on to say that a certain nobleman representing himself goes away to a faraway country, a faraway kingdom, uh, to receive it to himself. And to return, he's speaking of himself. Jesus is, and he says, "It says so." He called ten servants to them and gives them each a minna. So they each were given uh, a, a minna, and and they're they're uh, given these minas. And he tells them there to do business until he comes. So 
we can look at, you know, what is what do these ninas represent? It's important to understand. Uh, ninas, uh, I was uh, in in my uh, my study, uh, you know, listening to uh, uh, one of one of the pastors that I really like is. Um, there isn't a way to fully understand exactly what that minna was representing, but I liked his 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 um, his explanation because he was explaining, you know, not so much spiritual gifts. He says it was the gospel. There are two things: the gospel and what do we do with our lives? How do we how do we use our lives uh, to follow and to please the Lord? When when he's explaining the gospel, when we look here is um, he's he's. Uh, sorry, I'm, uh, I just need to find. Okay, so it's the gospel. So what did the Lord leave with us? He left us a great commission. And uh, if you have your Bible open, uh, if you could turn to Matthew chapter 28. I'm just going to read a couple verses, but I, I always like to look at the, the great commission. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nation of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. What do we have? We have the gospel. So when we look for when we look through this, and there are one that receives, you know, it says, Master. Uh, your your uh, mina has produced ten and and, and five, and then you have the one. What do we do with the gospel? What are we doing with it? I remember hearing of of a um, a famous sports um, athlete that had passed away, and and they had explained that that this man uh, was a man of faith, which is is great. Not not everybody is given the gift of evangelism. Forgive me for if I, and I don't want to push it this way, but. Uh, but he kept it to himself. We are, we are not to keep the gospel to ourselves. We were given a commission by Jesus Christ to spread the gospel. What are we going to do with it? You know, when, uh, so Christians won't stand in front of the Lord on the great white throne judgment. We're not being judged. We will, when, when we stand uh, and, and, and we're in front of the Lord, we will be judged based on how we conducted ourselves and how we're going to be rewarded. So we, uh, when, you, when you look here, when you see in verse 14, it says, But his citizens hated him and, uh, and sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. There, there are three, three things that can happen. We can reject his rule and be an enemy of the Lord. We can accept his rule and be unfaithful, as we see the, the, the one was. And that, that one minute that he had, instead of using it, to spread or, or anything. He just wraps it up, buries it, and it does nothing. He's, he's afraid of accountability 
to his master. He knows his master is going to expect accountability. So what does he do? He wraps it up and hides it. Hey, well, I'm not going to lose it. I'm going to put it away. And uh, it, it, it's, it's, he's called a wicked servant for doing so. He's called a wicked servant. So for us, what is, what is, what is our job as Christians? Is, is we, we, we were given, Jesus summed up the law, the love of the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourself. And as Christians, we do that. We, share, we, we, we need to be sharing the gospel. Don't, you know, when, when it says, when Jesus said, remember, um, I think it was Matthew 5 in the uh, Beatitudes, you are a light of the world. Uh, city, sitting on a hill cannot be hidden. You're not going to light a, uh, uh, he goes on to say, you don't light a light and then put a basket over it so nobody can see, right? That doesn't make any sense. When, when we are Christians, we need to be about the gospel, spreading the gospel. There are lost people all around us. You know, and our, and I'm not saying we need to put the sandwich board and stand on on the on the corner and, and scream out. I, I I had a weird encounter with somebody um, that I, I was down in New Orleans uh, for work, and it was an uncomfortable place for me to be because we were like a block away from Bourbon Street. I wanted nothing to do with being there. Um, the only thing I did there is I went to a restaurant and I went to a basketball game. That was it. I was there for a whole week, and I had not, and I remember walking on the uh, on the sidewalk, and this guy, um, he's just yelling. You know, he's got a sign out there, and I don't remember if he had the sandwich board on him, but he had like a sandwich board set up. So I was like, hey, you know, just you know, I, I'm blessed that you're you're here. And he had no conver- he had no conversation for me. I'm like, well, dude, <laughs> you know, you just here you here to proclaim condemnation on everybody, or do you want to like minister to people? You want people to come up and talk to you. So I, I kind of gathered at that point that this man might, that just might be what he does. Not so sure where everything is lining up um, mentally for him. But I, I was I was just, I just kind of, I had scratched my head, but I was literally going to say, um, I kind of left there going, okay, this guy doesn't want to minister. I was also, uh, when I was in Denver, I, uh, I had to go to Denver twice, and one time I was on, uh, there's uh, an outdoor mall in Denver. Uh, Michael's, Michael's from Colorado, and um, uh, so there's an outdoor mall called the 17th Street Mall. 16th, sorry. Yeah, 16th Street Mall. Thank you. So there's a street mall. <laughs> so 16th Street Mall, I appreciate it. And um, I remember we're all eating, and I hear this guy screaming. And we're all kind of look over the shoulder, and he's just screaming. He's got his arms up, and repent! repent he's with walking like at people aggressively and they're they're like just trying to get out of the way he's got no way of actually ministering to somebody he's just off his rocker you know screaming at people you know for us to go with the great commission of christ and to share the gospel we've been given something these people were given something very important they were given a a large sum of money we were giving uh, the Great Commission, we were given something very valuable, the Great Commission, the, the gospel. How are we going to present it with how we live, how we talk? You know, um, I know Will has talked about it before, uh, and, and there's a saying that says, uh, preach always, and if necessary, use words. And that's kind of cool, but we should always be using words. We should always, I, and, and that's, that's a way of ministering to people that they should see Jesus Christ in how we conduct our life. But we should, the, the gospel, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So, yes, they should see it, but that should spark a conversation and then we can share the gospel. 
So that I know it's not a, um, a, a dogmatic stance or anything like that, but it's very important for us to, to, to have an active faith and to be able to share our faith. Guys, we, and we can do that very, very simply. We don't have to be a Bible scholar to do that. Just share your testimony. Sharing our testimony, anybody can share it. We, nobody knows your testimony better than you. Nobody knows it better than me. For me to be able to share and just say, I was just a wretch and I knew that I, I was, uh, you know, because I've shared before, I grew up Catholic and I, I knew there was a God and I believed in him. I just wanted the Savior but didn't want the Lord. I explained, to the, explained that, you know, hey, I wanted, wanted to be saved, but I still wanted to go do whatever I wanted to do, party while I was in college and do, do all these things, but I didn't want to submit to him. I can share that. I can share that and say, hey, you know, I, I know that you're you're uh, you're going through this in your life. Uh, you know, God has changed me, and so you, you don't have to be a theology uh, a theologian to be able to do that. Yes, know the scripture. I mean, you guys are here on a, a Sunday night. You want to know the scripture. Uh, be in, be in our own time uh, with the Lord. Be able to share. You know that uh, I, when I'm standing before Christ, I want to hear "Well done, good and faithful servant." I want a reward from. To me, like I've, I've shared before, if I'm like the street sweeper, uh, I, I'm good. You know uh, that that thing. But you know the Lord, the Lord, um, because of His 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 Spirit working in us, just does so much, and He He wants to use us. Be willing vessels. Be loving vessels to share His love. Uh, they, we, we have lost and broken people all around us. Look at Zacchaeus. You know, he, he probably didn't care before that, that nobody liked him. Everybody despised him. He didn't care. But then, you know, he starts hearing about this Jesus guy and, and the Lord's working on his heart. The Lord's working on him. And, uh, and he comes face to face with Jesus Christ and his life changes. Somebody that we, we can take somebody face to face with Jesus. Jesus is the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. John chapter one, right? So we can take them to the word and, and explain to them, you know, you, you can meet Jesus by reading this Bible. You know, he's, he's not some enigma that's so hard to find that, you know, you've got to, you got to climb this mountain. You've got to scuba dive to the bottom of the sea. You've got to find this. You've got to do all these things. It's just the simplicity of a broken heart coming to the Lord and asking him to come into our lives. Save us, you know, save me, change me, make me new. And he does. That's how the Lord. So for us, just like these these servants, you know, we uh, somebody can be a wicked servant and reject him. They can be an unfaithful servant and just say, you know what? I'm really I'm just going to I'm going to hide in. I'm going to stuff away what I know and I'm, and I'm not going to use it to, to, to spread. I'm just going to kind of, uh, uh, you know, the day accountability. I'll just say, well, I, I didn't lose it. You know, uh, no, no. The ones that are blessed are the ones that listened. You know, men has produced 10, men has produced five, you know, that, that, that focus that we should be about the kingdom, that that should be a kingdom focused eternity. Um, I, I remember a pastor I was serving under uh, in youth ministry over in Washington, eternity stamped on your eyeballs, you know, that we, that we see things differently, that we, that we have that mindset and seeing things uh, spiritually understanding that this, this life and this world isn't all that's here. There is an eternity and that we have an opportunity to share the same faith that we have as sons of and daughters of Abraham that believing in the Lord. It's just such a blessing. And we've been we've we've been given the great commission and we can go and we can share. I don't want to be the one that rejected and gets called out to get slain, you know? I'd rather be the one that's just blessed and 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 just rewarded by the Lord. I, I don't know about you guys, but that's 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 what I want in my life is God's blessing. Amen.
Amen. Let's pray. Father, you are so gracious. Uh, not only do you save us, Lord, uh, you want to build us. You want us to grow to maturity. And Lord, as we grow to maturity, you want us to share, just to be able to tell and, and help us to be faithful to do so. Lord, that, that you have given the great commission for the gospel to be spread by your children. Help us, Lord, to spread it, to share it. Oh, God, there's, there's so much uh, that, that you have for our lives here that you want to work in and, and, and through us, Lord. Help us to just surrender to you. Trust you, Lord, that when you're telling us to minister to somebody next to us at work or a neighbor or family member or whatever, this help us to step out in love and in faith and to share the gospel. You know, it may cost us a relationship, but it, Lord, it could change their life. Help us, Lord, to, to be like the obedient servant, to please you and to share, Lord, not to reject you and, and say that we're not going to have you to, to, to lord over us or uh, not to, to, to hide our faith away, but, Lord, just to share it. Help our lives and what we do please you. In Jesus' name, please be with us. Protect us. Lord, be with our pastor and heal him. Just to hear him today, uh, just know that he, he greatly longs to be here and he's in, in, in just in pain, Lord. We just pray, God, that you would minimize that pain. Help the, that, the, the healing to come, that he would be able to, to go about the work that you have for him, Lord. But it's so important for him now to rest and to heal. We love him and, and we pray for everybody around him that's serving him at the house and helping him. That you'd bless them with strength, with energy, everything. We pray, Lord, that you go with us as we leave this place and bring us together again uh, safely next time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.